Hey you, thanks for tuning into the Waiting List Podcast. I'm Long Long. I'm Daniel. And I'm Jacqueline. And we are three watch friends with a healthy obsession for watches. So sit back and relax with us while we chat with collectors, industry giants, and share some good vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Waiting List Podcast. It's Christmas again, and Dan has COVID. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, just want to show the dedication to this podcast. Yeah, that I have full blown COVID and I am still recording. I don't know why I'm laughing, but it's just like if you guys could see us. I mean, Dan, you're definitely wearing your pajamas, right? I'm wearing my casual slacks, which isn't something um, I generally. Well, I don't don't show on video that yeah. I'll be in slacks, but I'm in like sweats. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I'm also in slacks. Except this, like, this is my, like, these are my That has been your look for the last, uh, (laughs) I don't know how long. You're constantly in slacks, right? Um, Yeah. Like, long gone are the, I think you're only wearing that, like, nice feminine um, clothes when I dresses and frocks and stuff like that when you're out on a brand event, I've noticed. Yeah. 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 Never get to see your legs anymore. Yeah. Wrap them up, (laughs) like, (laughs) duct tape and stuff. Okay, so you have COVID, and um, I'm sure you're looking forward to a lot of people sending you, are you okay? How are you messages on IG? Yeah, you're going to get a double tap heart. That's it. No, <laughs> Quite literally. Yeah, unless you're a girl. <laughs> you're actually- yeah, it's, it's, it's actually like, I mean, probably like most of the audience have had COVID by now. I'm probably a bit late to the game. Yeah. But I don't know, it's it's kind of, well, well I, I think it's kind of like a, a lesser version of the flu um but man my throat was like for two days like somebody was yeah. taking a knife to it so painful see i don't like i know you didn't really take medicine right yeah i just i just well some i did take medicine yeah. but yeah. um yeah i'm not like high priority on it because i think yeah. in china right everybody's like um really obsessed with this like fever thing so they think like once you get past like whatever degree you need to be taking like fever medicine and i'm like well your body's just like fighting right and it's just a natural response your immune response and um i take medicine to maybe like feel better so i was like i was taking a lot of uh i don't know if you i don't know in in in, like uh, cantonese we call it pay go you know pay go yeah pay go is useless but it does but it's really comfortable for your throat Okay, and it's I, sweet and it's quite tasty. Yeah, I carry pipagal the candy generally from just like smoking cigars. And actually, it's good for you even if you just talk a lot. Like you uh, don't have to take it if you're sick. It's supposed to be like an ongoing medicinal. Because it's so sweet. I guess it must have a lot of calories. It? it has a lot of calories. There's even a low-fat version in Singapore. Oh, really? Yeah, but come on. It still tastes like honey anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, take, I, take, yeah. I took a bit of that. And that's pretty much it. And I've just been hacking through it. Uh, very fatigued, I'd say. So I'm very tired all the time. I can I can sleep like crazy. You know the um, you know when you have a cough and there's like a cough with phlegm and then there's like dry cough. If you yeah. ever get um, this is not related to COVID, but if you get a yeah, so if you get a flu and then you start coughing with like phlegm, right? Yeah, taking peepog out is like, yeah, it's the best. It actually just gets rid of it straight away. Okay. Well, I've had that. So, yeah, I've been taking it. 
Yeah. You know, when you're young in school, did you have like sessions where you sit on the carpet and the teacher's reading or like a reading session? Like when you were young, though. Well, that's a bit random. Like, like from uh, what so we're we... talking about, like. For example, we have like a reading session where the teachers. Yeah, read, yeah. I mean, yeah, when I was in yeah. primary school, yeah, it'd be yeah, like yeah, just before school. you get picked up from, yeah, picked up from from by your parents, you you do that and everybody yeah. calm and yeah, you'd sit in the corner and listen, and sometimes you wouldn't be listening and just waiting to go home, right? Yeah. So yeah. we had that, but that was like a sometimes like an English lesson, and I remember I remember this so well because it was Harry Potter's first book, and I had the cough with the phlegm. But then, you know, in class, you can't just be coughing yourself to death, right? Like you have to like suppress the cough. But then you're thinking of all these ways, like how to suppress the cough. And then you would be like trying to swallow saliva, right? And then trying to tense your throat. But basically, I tried everything. So when I got older, I would just carry that cough medicine with me. And if <laughs> if I had to cough, I'll just you take even have it now. Huh? No. Carry it with you now no 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 no. because now I, if i have a cup like when i had covid right i carried that bottle with me okay yeah when you got covid i didn't think yeah. you were that bad right were you that bad i mean you were kind of like was, not even no, sure if no. you got it no no i i wasn't bad at all but my nose was running so badly that just because i couldn't constantly like take off my mask like uh wipe uh. my nose i put so much tissue in my mask so it was like bloated <laughs> Just so that I could just like I wouldn't have to keep wiping my nose, so yeah. it was like I looked crazy, but it was fine. Um, and then no appetite. I think that was the weirdest thing. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I want to say I personally do not celebrate Christmas right the traditional way. So I don't do the Christmas Eve dinner, wake up, sit under the tree, and then like pass gifts that kind of thing. But yeah. I even put up a tree. No, I didn't. Um. Okay. I know you celebrate it or oh, why because yeah. kids I think they really enjoy it right yeah um but at least for me I think these kind of celebrations it can even be like Valentine's Day and like all these other um big yeah. dates right yeah. it, I use it as like markers in a year to be like okay oh it's been another year kind of feeling yeah 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 and then I will kind of be especially with this podcast there will be moments I'll think oh another year yeah. So, sure. This kind of brings me to my first question. So I kind of want to do a little bit of self-reflection here, right? There's okay. somebody that I speak to on IG and this person is oh. like I mean, I know he 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 will listen to this. Um okay. so obviously I won't call him out and I will never call him out, right? But the thing is okay. um it's I can call probably, him out though. <laughs> nah, you wouldn't you wouldn't do that. Anyways, I can edit it out. <laughs> But he asked me something recently and I thought, oh, this is such a big question. So I couldn't even get myself to answer it straight away, uh, straight away. And then I kind of thought, oh, I'll just forget about the question. But mm. then I kept thinking about it. OK, so obviously you have had shitty moments. I've had very shitty mm. moments as well. Like we yeah. have all had very shitty moments this year. Yeah. Yeah. OK, so if you could go back, right. Yeah. Are you grateful grateful for these moments? Like, do you want to relive these uh, that's moments? Good question. Do you, yeah, do you want to cut it out? Like, yeah. Yeah. What would you do? I wouldn't change anything that's happened in the last year. Or, or yeah, we're talking about this year, right? Yeah. So I wouldn't change yeah. anything that's happened in the last year because I think it's been uh, critical for my growth. Okay. Um just as like 
good times are great. You know, you can be pretty sure bad times will also come mm -hmm. and you got to take both sides. Um, and, and yeah, like evolve and, and grow from it. So I think it's all just part of life, really. Um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't change anything. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. I kind of thought, I mean, my immediate reaction was like, no, you, you sh I wouldn't want to change anything. But then you kind of also think, well, <laughs> wouldn't the year be great? <laughs> like if that part was cut out. If you could um, cut out that chunk. Yeah, I don't know. It, 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 it depends. I, I think for me this year was really trying to find myself even more than previous years. Mm -hmm. And I think I'd rather be real and go through pain and be real rather than live a life where I wasn't being true to myself. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, I wouldn't do anything that like, you know, broke the law or anything. I'm not saying, yeah. you know, that, but I'm just saying just from my personal growth, sometimes were very difficult. And I thought, oh, uh, you know, is this right? But now I keep thinking like, yeah, I'd rather just be true to myself. Um, You know, something I noticed about, I mean, but correct me if I'm wrong about this. Like we both read a lot, right? But I remember yeah. last year and the year before you went like all out, like you read so much, right? Yeah. And I've had these moments where I realized that I was reading a lot, right? To yeah. avoid doing other things. So it's like, yeah. no, nah, I'm not doing something bad. I'm reading. But actually, yeah. it's because I'm trying to avoid, like, either thinking about issues I had or problems. Yeah. And I just wanted to shut down my mind. Yeah, okay. I think yeah. that's, uh, these are very good points, right? Like, there was probably a point this year and maybe last year where I could have been doing more with my time. And you try and fill in those, like, that time by doing something which you know is kind of accepted within society as being a positive thing yeah um and so you can't nobody can come up to you and say oh you're not using your time appropriately yeah it isn't the fact that reading isn't time well spent yeah it is but you could also use that time for something else and i guess you know i think it's common knowledge now that i took that position up at phillips and I think it was a really, really uh, good decision for me. Mm. Um, it has meant that, you know, I can't expend so much time on uh, like reading and mm -hmm. other stuff. Yeah. But it really does make you really focus on the times when you can do it, you know, yeah. like you really have to plan out, plan out my time, mm. plan it out. Like even, even like the relationships I share with other people, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, if anything, I made my circle even smaller and um, more focused. It was just a lot more focused. Like at the time last year, I thought I was doing pretty good. Mm. But then when I look at this year, I think actually, you know, I was more focused. I have more direction now for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, but it's not that I regret like last year. Mm -hmm. Like I think, I think everything's a process. So you can have trust the process and things also... Yeah. Um, is waiting for the right thing. And I think you know, right? Like yeah. last year, well, every year I get approached with like quite a few opportunities that I could go with or mm -hmm. like maybe develop. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. 
the 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 Phillips one was just something that came at me the right time and long you know as well like two mm. years ago Phillips actually asked me to do it two years yeah. ago yeah and I was like I, I don't want to do it right now and but then this time it seemed a bit more right that like maybe I was like mm. at that level of maturity where I thought oh I, you know what it's right for me now and, yeah. and two years ago I just wasn't ready for it and um yeah life's been like extremely busy with mm -hmm. since I started and but really incredibly fulfilling yeah well, really loving it actually but how did she get through last year like <clears throat> in terms of being like okay is something well yeah when when you, you get people coming up to you with ideas and sometimes you think nah you know you have sometimes have to go with your gut I think and mm -hmm. think yeah, it just doesn't sound right to me because everybody paints a project to you in the most beautiful way and mm -hmm. like at the beginning I always think it's the most beautiful <laughs> like the way they say it mm -hmm. if they can't grab you right there and then there's something yeah. like not right yeah. yeah because everything else from there is, is likely to be a little bit more downhill mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay and then I also think okay sometimes the way I see life now sometimes mm. you can't push it you know yeah. things happen at a certain time and they happen you can't necessarily make it go faster or make it go slower right but it's about preparing yeah. yourself for like when those times come and and, and you know reading is one of those things mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. developing your relationships with people is one of those things yeah. finding out more about yourself is one of those things mm. um, you got to constantly put yourself in the shop window and make yourself look attractive i guess and constantly work on yourself to to kind of find that yeah right answer right that right direction what did yeah. you find out about yourself this year what did i find out about myself like one new thing that you're like oh i'm actually like that um hmm one new thing ah yeah Mm. yeah definitely i found out that i am um more damaged than i realized oh my god that's exactly what i want to say about myself <laughs> yeah i realized that there were a lot of deeper lying issues like mm -hmm. really really deep issues with me yeah that in day-to-day -day, for most of my life yeah. I managed to suppress to such a level yeah. that um you wouldn't even know they existed. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But then, you know, certain things happen in your life and then you think you you look back and you self-reflect mm -hmm. and you realize how you've always thought was there, there were reasons why you behave in a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got a lot to do with, you know, your childhood experiences. I'm not saying like I was abused or anything, guys. Okay. So, so like, don't jump no, the gun. No, you but I'm saying like, yeah. um, these deeper lying issues, yeah. it's like they don't show themselves like superficially. They don't show themselves like to your face all the time. Yeah. But they're actually always there yeah. bubbling. Yeah. Um, to some extent, I think it's kind of like why we, me and you yeah and, and jack yeah. like our friends yeah because there's yeah. this deeper lying thing and yeah superficially we laugh and have all that kind of yeah. stuff but there's this kind of bond right not that we ever even discussed <laughs> we it are, like we are damaged goods <laughs> yeah damaged goods yeah but you know but somehow yeah. we got we were attracted to each other 
whereby how we are today, how we think, has got a lot to do with how we were brought up, right? But you know, I was speaking to our mutual friend who's like not doesn't record, but is on the pod, right? And I was telling him this recently, and he's like, "Yeah, is it not obvious you're a messed up piece of shit?" And I was like, "Whoa, is it really that obvious?" He's like, "Yeah." But that's why your friends just stick around, but they know. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh wow, okay, thanks." <laughs> well, maybe it takes like I mean that guy is like yeah. pretty messed up too. But... No, but he said he's a bigger piece of shit. <laughs> I-, I think he's more messed up, but I mean, uh, yeah, I would say maybe it takes one to know one in a way. But right? I also was wondering because um, when I was writing some of the questions here, I was thinking. You know how we were surprised the first time round when we interviewed some of our listeners, and we realized, whoa, they really listen and they can pick up the very tiny nuances and whether a guest is very honest, and they're just very sensitive. It's like almost like they have known us for so long; they can pick up on little things. Yeah. And I was wondering, I wonder if anyone that has never reached out to us could hear. The ups and downs, like in you, let's say you or my mood, how we were behaving one day, how we spoke, whether they could tell. Okay, it was a sad day for this person. <laughs> yeah, but I think part of like yeah. how we were formed, Lung, is that we're yeah. very good at concealing. Yeah. Right. It's just how we were, like, yeah, just so good at concealing to a point where you, it's so second nature to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where you don't even know yourself and then this is what i mean when you said like what did you learn about yourself and yeah i just learned that i was very good at concealing stuff to a point where i'd almost forgotten about stuff and then yeah. when i when i was forced to look back at stuff i was like ah, actually you know that was actually pretty traumatic for me yeah 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 but somehow i kind of like got over it and forgot about it but not really mm. Yeah, must, this this podcast must be sounding like such a weird thing because like I'm talking about things but not really giving context to it, and I'm not going to give context to it because it, you know that some of that stuff is very private. But I'm trying my best to explain it. Yeah. I know, but I was also thinking as well. Also, when I wrote these questions, I thought, mm, what are people going to think listening to this? And then two things could happen: they either go, yeah. oh. Um, I want to be this honest or they're like what is wrong with these people they just put out a bunch of stuff about themselves and now they can erase this it's now like in the like floating around somewhere on the internet well I don't think last year I would have been talking about this because I was pretty supremely confident in me and how I was right mm. but now you know for those people that think oh you know these guys are messed up or these guys like why are they talking about this or maybe you just haven't got there yet mm-hmm. yeah and there could be many reasons for that and maybe you'll never get there and that's great you know that's fine yeah but i'm just yeah. like i'm just saying you know in response to the question you asked it's how it's been for me and i would say there comes a point in your life where you know if you do a lot of self-reflection mm. you end up going just deeper and deeper through the layers yeah and i think self-reflection also needs time right and certain things to happen in your life so if those things don't happen in your life maybe you don't self-reflect 
if you don't have time, you don't self-reflect. So every, let's say in Hong Kong, right, every day you're just thinking about going to work and making money and have no time to self-reflect. Mm-hmm. Maybe you never think about it, yeah. right? Yeah. But the, the thing is, you know, my lifestyle and your lifestyle and, mm-hmm. you know, that other guy you're talking about and mm-hmm. we do have time. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, um, you know, Maslow's pyramid of needs. If you look mm-hmm. at it, you know, and you go out to self-actualization, you just keep going up and up and up, right? Mm-hmm. But I think people that are just constantly thinking about how to put food on the table, you know, which is a very, you know, honorable thing, by the way, not mm-hmm. not poo-pooing it, mm-hmm. but you won't have that, your, your need is at a certain level, mm-hmm. right? And maybe you, you haven't had that psychological need mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. Mm. All right. Um. So obviously this year has been filled with lots of like unexpected events, right? I'm just going to name a few random things that happened. And hey, just- hey, wait up, though. wait up. Yeah. Like, what about, you know, you kind of mentioned it. Like, yeah. so I said that, you know, that I, one of the things I learned about myself was how and you were saying, yeah. oh, that's the same thing for me. What was it like for you then this year? Uh, so the same. I think if I had to explain it without sounding too dark, it's like I cracked, right? It's like, I think the past two years, I was just like, whoa, life has been like easy for me like good easy happy uh yeah very happy like never felt obviously you have days you're like okay it's not great but you never feel like it's that bad but I think this year I was like oh I'm actually not that kind of person but like there's a lot of issues I found out about myself but I think it's also um going okay that's a really long list and now I have to go through this list and fix it one by one and then I also realized the reason why I thought it was okay was because I had basically curated my life in a way that I always um, felt safe so I made sure that I only exposed myself to a certain type of person that couldn't hurt me Um, people that would only say probably say nice things to me and then just didn't try a lot of things that made me uncomfortable. So I think this year, not by choice, a lot of things happened. Obviously, you know everything. So a lot of things happened that triggered me. And then uh, I finally saw all these things about myself. So it's about how do I fix this? So the next time around, when I get triggered again, the, like the... um, what is it? The outcome. I mean, the way I control myself, the way I feel and all these things, like it's healthier, I think. And then I also think that every it's like the last time something really traumatic happened to me or bad was in 2012. And I remember at that in that year, I thought to myself, whoa, people are resilient. Like people can actually survive a lot more things than they think. And then I forgot that, like, I forgot all about that in the past 10 years, I've gotten really comfortable again. And I think this year, I kind of like felt like, so one, I cracked and it kind of went up, down, up, down, up, down. And then I just kind of uh, remembered again, like, okay, you can survive this, you're okay. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know know what you mean. Like, for me, I feel different. In so many ways but i guess i'm not as uh what's the word like i i trust in the process a lot more 
And I know that like, if it's something is difficult for me, I actually back myself and think, you know what, like for 20, 30, 40 years now, I've been okay. So like, I'll be fine. Um, just a lot more comfortable, I guess, with myself. Yeah, I think that's it. A lot more comfortable with myself. Yeah. Yeah. I also like to say while I'm at it, like, you know, our relationship has evolved. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it's a really kind of like a, hard to explain, but very like safe zone. You know, mm -hmm. I think it was very apparent actually in this time when I went to Hong Kong and saw yeah. you. Yeah. It it was like very comfortable. Uh, it was very much like I cherish the moment with you. That's another yeah. thing. Like yeah. I definitely cherish moments now. Yeah. More than um, maybe I, I feel like I cherish the moments more, right? Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. things can change so quickly. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes we're such in a hurry to get stuff done that, you know, when we look back, it was like, mm -hmm. why were we in such a hurry? <laughs> you know, like, because yeah. there, there are more important things in life. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it just felt very comfortable with you and just, I guess, grateful, you know, that you have this kind of relationship with somebody and it can be like this and then it doesn't have to be like constantly in your pocket. There's a lot of things that we work on. Mm -hmm. We kind of work on ourselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah. then there's always this person you can come up to if you, if you ever really had a, an issue and there's that, that, that's that really comfortable space that we give each other, but then it's just really comfortable when we are together. Right. Yeah. But I, yeah. Like definitely this year, I can tell you is the first year in my life that I have actually said I'm going to ask for help from friends. This has never happened uh, to me before. Right. Like I've never, I have never, especially with girls, I have never been the person that picks up the phone to cry or to anything. I'm always on the receiving yeah. end. So right. this is the first time that I experienced like, it was like, hey, can I call you? that yeah. kind of feeling and right. then just understanding that people can actually just stay on the phone with me like as long as I want <laughs> and then yeah. until I feel okay yeah well that's great that yeah. you found that because I think vulnerability is also like a strength if you can get to that space where you are okay showing true vulnerability yeah. as in you rely on someone you're okay showing someone that you're not as strong as you yeah. picture yeah. up you know paint yeah. out that's a very fortunate position to be in actually. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of people don't have that. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. So going back to what I said, so a bunch yeah. of random things happen. So random thoughts on what you think about these events that happened, they don't have to be deep, but just like, they are quite random. <clears throat> so, okay. Well, the fact that they're random, I think yeah. means that you didn't have any control over them yeah so i think that's something that you learn is that like in life there's a lot of stuff that we try and control and we just can't control yeah. and the more you try and control it the more stressful it is right yeah. sometimes things were predestined to be like how they were that's how the universe worked right and you will get through it and you will just um yeah if anything you just become stronger mm -hmm. and you and you, and you, you changes you yeah, yeah, changes you and makes me like I said, cherish the moments that I have with uh, certain people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, yeah. first one: Elon Musk buys Twitter. <laughs> yeah, what about it? Yeah. So, what do you think? How does this affect your life at all? Um... Well, you know, 
I'm sure there's a lot of content creators that listen to this, right? But as as content creators, they know that if a new platform comes up and they get on it early, Mm -hmm. then it can be, you know, it can really change their business because they can like even uh, leverage when a platform is growing to potentially have a wider audience. Mm -hmm. And when you have someone like Elon Musk behind Twitter, you know, for everything he touches basically is turned to gold, right? At least for Mm him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so what will Twitter become? I, I watched this thing, very small snippet thing where he yeah. said like, it'd be great if I could change it to a WeChat. You know, the West, the West doesn't have a WeChat. The West doesn't have a WeChat. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the WeChat and the fact that, you know, you can buy yeah. everything yeah. off WeChat, basically. You can do everything yeah. on WeChat. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, he was like, yeah, all I have to do is copy WeChat. But then I was like, yeah. well, it's such a different, different place to where Twitter is now. You know, yeah, yeah. To to WeChat, so is there I don't know. I'm kind of observing okay. it because I've never been. A, have, you, have you ever been a Twitter person? I've never used Twitter. I think I. Yeah, I haven't. Twitter. Yeah, no, I don't, I've never really got uh, the concept because I've always thought they were like Facebook status updates. No, because they are though. We used to have like MSN, right? Yeah, MSN Messenger, and then you would always like update your yeah status saying I'm busy doing something, blah blah blah. But then I also think since moving back to Asia, you kind of like you change a bit, right? It, f- it feels too weird to share too much in Asia. Because honestly, I used to like if you look at celebrities or like adult, like older people in the US, they're very comfortable sharing things like, oh, I'm at this cafe. Oh, I bought a coffee. And then like you could basically map out the whole day what they were up to. Right. And then it's like in Asia, you. I think people are still selective what they put online. Um, I think when we were yeah. doing MSN, right, on early stages, like privacy wasn't really a topic, and now it really is a topic, right? Yeah. Um, and we also think with that safety, I, I always remember this, yeah, because it really freaked me out as well. When I remember you posted yourself. In your old place, but you're in your gym. Yeah, I know. Rowing dude, and I couldn't, I could like, there's no way. But some dude managed to recognize which gym that was. And but it was it just like a regular gym photo. No, I was like, what the, the hell? No, it wasn't the gym that was creepy. It was the rowing machine. So you have to go rowing machine and the color of the floor. That's what I yeah. think creepy. Yeah. If it had the background of the gym, I could kind of be like, mm, okay, you obviously go to the same gym. Yeah, and then there was that other situation, yeah. right? Where you were, in, I mean, yeah, you need to get out of the gym. But yeah, like there was this situation where you're in the gym and this guy, you know, um, took an interest in you. Yeah. So to speak. And then I think you were in that gym for a whole week. And then he came back on one day and he said, like, yeah. oh, you're an AP watch collector. And he basically, like, don't know how the fuck. Yeah, he Googled you or something. And, yeah. and it was like, Oh my god. No, this you know? per- this person messaged me recently. Okay. And it's now coming a year, right? Okay, but the the thing I realized though is I mean, if you look at my IG, I stop posting a lot of stories. It just depends on my mood, right? Right. Yeah. At least if I post location, something where you can tell about like uh, the lift, the whatever, I have probably most likely left the place already. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes I'm like, "Fuck it, it's been so long." I don't think people actually will do something crazy or say something. 
And yeah. then I was at the Carlisle recently and it, I was so yeah. happy because it was such a sunny day. And then I was like, whoa, it's cold and sunny. I can smoke cigars out here. And then I posted something. And then what had happened was somebody saw the story and then messaged somebody else. I was at Carlisle and this person I was actually deliberately avoiding. I hope he he either listens or doesn't listen to this because I actually <laughs> the thing is right if he is listening to this he won't yeah. think you're talking about him yeah he won't know but I actually avoided him and I even um I mean I I saw him when I walked in and I was like okay let me go the other direction and I checked the balcony there was no one sitting there so I quickly went to the last table at the end and it's all blocked off so it was like not like anyone could have seen me and then on my way out I was like waiting for the lift and guess what he appeared right behind me and I think either he didn't know what to say I think it would have been cool if he was like hey what's up I didn't know you're here as well blah 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 something like that but he was like hey someone messaged me and told me you were here yeah and then it was like silent and I was like yeah oh cool yeah I'm leaving and then, yeah, then the questions came, all the questions that made me decide in the first place not to talk to him and not to be friends with him and to never repost a single story that he tags me in. <laughs> like, yeah. So this continues. But honestly, if anyone listens to this and you see me, can you just please say, hey, what's up? Like, it's fine. Well, you know, I used to laugh at this kind of thing yeah. right? until when you really, you I mean, you tell me every about it. Like you never tell me all of it. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of it you miss. You don't, you don't bother, but I do think, oh, okay. You know what? It is a bit over the top. Like there's some of the stuff you have to deal with. This is ridiculous. Like, yeah. Like to this point where now, you know, when I see you out, yeah. When we're out. Yeah. You are conscious. Uh, You're I don't conscious. Want, right? Yeah. I don't want to. Like one, I don't want to, let's say we're in a group setting, right? Yeah. I don't want to ruin other people's day as well because I will be and I will act weird. And then the people around me will be like, hey, are you okay? And they'll be like concerned for me. So I just want to relax. And then two, I think the thing that really annoys me is, um, okay, I'll use Waco as an example. Before we had Way on the pod, Obviously, we all know who Waco is, right? So if yeah. I see him in Singapore, which is really small, I will just be like, hey, I just saw you. Have a good day. But it won't be like, I will never be like, ooh, I cannot talk to this person or whatever. But I will genuinely just think, okay, hope this person has a good day and I'm not going to bother him unless I actually have something to say <laughs> or like I have something yeah. nice to say. That's it. But um, and I think if today you bumped into a celebrity, like um Brad Pitt, right? Yeah. I do believe there will be a moment you're like, oh, I wanted to say something, but he's so hot. I can't approach his table. <laughs> like, I just cannot do it. Yeah. Like, you're just frozen. But I think the thing with me that I've always found really fascinating is one, I am one in real life. I'm not even like super, I'm not like a supermodel, like super tall and scary. Like, I'm like a tiny midget. So it's like, <laughs> why would anyone be scared of no, me? Well, you're right. You're a tiny midget on the constant look for bread. Yeah, it's like I'm the least intimidating person. And I'm not doing something that makes you makes it hard for you to approach me. So I'm not like strutting around. I'm like sitting in a corner. 
so but I think yeah. the thing it is though is I think what you're saying is I'm normal and I'm sure Brad Pitt thinks he's normal but it's what no, those people Brad are actually Pitt. thinking of you, isn't it? No, but Brad Pitt cannot like think mind. he's normal. If you look like this, there's no way you look at yourself and you're like, yeah, I'm just an average looking person. I mean, I remember when yeah. I met Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, hi and a bit, yeah, starstruck. Yeah. Um, took a photo with him and then like loitered around thinking mm-hmm. there was more to it when actually there isn't, you know, it's just like, hi, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm a massive fan of yours. Yeah. you know be following you for your, your whole career yeah um and then there's not a lot else to say really and and he's got obviously nothing to say to you there's no nothing yeah. anything about yeah. you right yeah yeah he's just like oh thanks a lot do you want to take a photo i was like yeah and then he was like really great and then he went back to his shopping and it's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And i'm just watching him shopping and it's like okay i need to make a move now i actually have to <laughs> like leave yeah it was, it was really weird <laughs> okay next one Chinese protests, like the ones with the A4 paper recently. Yeah, well, I don't really, haven't really been following it, to be honest. I kind of looked on the internet right mm-hmm. today because I have been have been hit with COVID. So I haven't kind of been detracted from the world a little bit. So I, I don't know much, but I do know, obviously, that while I was in Hong Kong, there were, um, you know, some kind of movements going on. That, you know, I think people got annoyed with the COVID policies and stuff and mm. maybe you know, that was one of the reasons why things are opening up now in, in China and I'm very like um, optimistic about next year very very optimistic about next year uh, one like personal career and uh, yeah yeah just very optimistic okay. um, yeah at least like yeah better than what it has been this year but I don't know every year has been a growth year yeah you know i yeah. definitely felt like i grew personally and but next year i think personally and professionally and there's so much i want to do with phillips mm-hmm. um and and right now phillips is so new to me that i'm just constantly learning and a sponge and i love that i absolutely love it i mean mm-hmm. getting to mess around with watches talk to watch collectors that are equally passionate as you uh and have a lot of opportunity to expand that mm-hmm uh, and learn from the business side it's just it's just like what else do you need i mean mm-hmm. i said this to somebody else right recently i don't think it was you but i think it said to somebody else so as a watch collector even doing the things like shanghai watch gang and the shanghai watch festival and, and even the podcast to some extent in terms of like like let's say we just looked at watches as being a whole industry and or your experience of watches being i don't know like a circle so mm-hmm. like a pie chart, mm-hmm. right? I would say as a collector, you're probably exposed to, no matter how you are, probably exposed to about maximum 40% of that pie. Yeah. Right? But then once you actually look at the trade side, the, you're exposed to the last 60%, yeah, or mm-hmm. 70%. It, it basically is a lot more. Mm-hmm. Because when you go into a shop, you're always treated like, and we all know this, you're treated like a client, um and you know you you read about watches and you, you know, everything everything is marketing material mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and you read it and you do gain knowledge from it and all that kind of stuff you meet watch collectors and you gain even more knowledge from it because you're getting like other people's opinions on it mm-hmm. um but then there's a whole different side when you treat it as a business which is actually the business you know mm-hmm. and i think the the first points of contact you get as a client as a as a customer of watches is 
the whole marketing side, which which kind of like where you where you are, you know, you get the marketing on the PR side, a lot of brands mm. approach you, you mm. have an idea, okay, from at least from the PR side, at least yeah. from the marketing side, yeah. this is how it works. And who's I think, not paying me? <laughs> yeah, who's not paying you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And how, how how that even actually doesn't even is consistent with a brand, that brand, right? Yeah. Like how you see that brand and then how they operate from a business and you think yeah. it can kill it yeah. for you sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah you just see such a different side mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think that's that's a whole new world for me right now and mm -hmm. i'm like seeing that mm -hmm. and as a collector there must be some points right where you think okay what i think of the industry how do i think the industry we always have these conversations right yeah, so obviously yeah. the business side does interest you but uh -huh. you're so you have such a limited view because you're not in it right now when you're in it you just see it differently this actually yeah, is my my next question. Okay, so before yeah, I go yeah. to that next question, there's two more random things. So one is, what do you think about the heat wave and in, in like that happened this summer, especially in Europe? Like this kind of stuff doesn't. What heat really... wave? I didn't even know there was a heat wave. Yeah. So this is the thing. So when I was like looking at random things that happened, I realized, yeah. okay, one is yeah, you being in Shanghai, me being in Hong Kong. We do live in a bubble because it seems like the whole world COVID has ended. <laughs> COVID is still happening Correct. for us. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And then with the heat wave, you're like, yeah, you read it in the news, but you're like, wait, what's wrong here? Because the aircon is still blasting. <laughs> <laughs> so I've always thought about like, one, how ignorant have I become? That I I'm not somebody that recycles. I'm not somebody that eat, like avoids eating meat and I have never really thought about this other than like, hey, I have a lot of faith in uh, science and like someone's going to work it out. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't, um, we couldn't travel, right? Mm -hmm. So I think with all due respect, like if there's a heat wave in the middle of Europe, it really doesn't affect me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah. so yeah. it's like, okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. With these things like, this kind of stuff I, I never really think i make too much of a difference you know what i mean mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it's like okay yeah, i still get on with my life i still have my own issues that i have to deal with and it's like okay i read about this heat wave but then yeah did you said a heat wave in england they'd be overjoyed <laughs> <laughs> no it was getting really i'm bad. serious they'd be it overjoyed 40, 40 degrees okay so the final one is a four-day work week actually becoming a thing well i mean uh, it might Doesn't be a thing but it wouldn't you. be a, <laughs> i mean it wouldn't be it wouldn't i would never have a four-day work week because like i'm just working all the time <laughs> but i'm really wondering like yeah sure everyone wants a bit more free time but like that extra day right say the extra day was uh friday you will still essentially be the same thursday night you're already getting excited because tomorrow's friday <laughs> like well i mean who if you're four day week right if if you need money okay so if you're one of those people that needs money yeah the four day week isn't going to apply to you right because you're going to think okay i've got three days off i could be using those extra days for making money i'll mm -hmm. you know i'll take one day off and I'll still work on those two days. So I'll take an extra job or something like that. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't apply to you. If you run your own business, 
you're really more, pretty damn sure the four day week doesn't apply to you, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. who does it apply to? Was it a specific thing? Uh, some of the companies started testing it out, and they're saying it's working well. But I don't know. <laughs> I I really don't know. Is it, is it is it like four days you go into the company and one day you can stay at home and work? Is it one of those? I think so. But what I did realize, I think, especially with friends in Singapore, because Singapore was on lockdown and then you couldn't go in and so on. What people actually missed was more like.、Uh, The idea of wearing office clothes and then going in, even though they knew it, would, it could have been like less efficient, they just wanted that kind of routine in their lives. So I don't know. Again, doesn't really apply, but、um, I am curious to hear what people think. So send yeah, I think that's、uh, <laughs> a message to me. I think. Well, COVID has always changed a lot of behavior at workplace, right?、Mm-hmm. And then I think even a lot of companies have thought, do we need to be sending people on business class, you know,、mm-hmm. to all these places when things、yeah. can actually still get done, right? Yeah, and、so、we can save a lot on cost,、uh, especially when companies have really, really struggled. Everybody's thinking about how to save more,、yeah. more money.、Um, but then, you know, working from home is it is it for everybody? Maybe not. I'm not saying like. I, mean, I think I can do it, but I don't think everyone can do it. It depends on me. Also, what profession it is. I mean, maybe sometimes、yeah. you do actually have to go in to actually do the job, right? Okay, you know, I have a friend in Singapore. This girl, and she's an architect. Anyways, you know her. Yeah. Okay, so she used to fly once a month to China, wherever this. She works for a developer, and wherever this developer has a、um, shopping center. Um, an office building, whatever. She goes there and she spends about five days there, and it's fully like company paid for, business class,、yeah. best hotels, everything. And her job is to say walk around the mall and take some notes, like、mm, okay, bathroom needs maintenance. Ah,、uh, this is foot traffic. Blah 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 blah. Right. And she hasn't flown for at least a year because of China、yeah. being closed up, right? And she had a conversation with her direct boss recently, and it literally was like. Hey, want to fly? She's like, yeah, of course I want to fly. And he's like, all right,、um, but do you need to fly though? She's like, I need to fly for my sanity. And he's like, all right, I'll approve it then. So the trips are going to start again. So it ha- really like the company also knows it has like nothing to do with efficiency. It's just like how do I keep my worker happy? Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. So something that I kind of. Uh, experience that Philips was when I went to Hong Kong.、Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they pay for everything. Yeah. Um. But the, people were flying to um Hong Kong. Yeah. Geneva. Yeah. And the New York auction. Yeah. Right. And in that thing, you're fully comped and staying in like pretty nice、yeah. places, I guess. Yeah. And I think if you if you didn't have if you weren't like economically comfortable,、mm-hmm. that would cost a lot of money. Well, I, I actually think with Philips, right? I、yeah. I haven't okay. I haven't been exposed to enough people from different industries to fully compare. But let's just use Philips and this girl in Singapore as a comparison.、Yeah. Philips really works, you guys. One. The um the worker that's flying actually has enough things to do at the 
destination and they too Correct. have a set of things like maybe you want to meet clients they yeah. actually need to go there uh, and even if you don't go there for a meeting you're picking up so much stuff about how the office is run in a different city yeah and so on yeah, yeah. Um, correct so i think with phillips they should fly people all the time and they should fully yeah. and they i really feel like they max people out one there's not enough uh sales people a client facing people so yeah every there's no there will never be a time like you can just sit in the room and be a bum you can yeah. always meet uh, yeah, yeah 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 so so that's what when i was there right honestly i met you yeah but i could have easily not met anyone mm. not mm. because i didn't want to meet anyone because i could have i could have been doing something else like yeah. working and meeting other clients right yeah so in that respect you could really just and I think I think a lot of people didn't understand that when I was in Hong Kong. They thought, yeah. "Why can't Daniel meet me?" I'm like, Cause I'm, "I'm freaking working, man! Like, yeah, yeah, we've got stuff to do." Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, Phillips is probably a different kettle of fish to 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 what you're we're talking about mm -hmm. your girlfriend mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so speaking about like the watch industry and you saying like the the pie, how much you learn about it, right? So obviously every year we kind of talk about, do you think the industry has changed? Has it gotten better? Is it easier to buy watches, blah, blah, blah. Um, what are some things that you see improving? And what are things that you think still haven't improved? And then um, how do you see yourself changing with this hobby? Like what's okay for you? Yeah. Well, I would say on the secondary market, Right with even Rolex legitimizing basically uh, the secondary market on Rolex watches, mm -hmm. um, that space now becoming more accepted even by the consumer. Um, mm -hmm. You've seen like you know my friend buddy Austin, I'm mm -hmm. um, doing wrist check and Watchbox making huge steps to yeah legitimize that market in a way where before it was. Uh, very undergroundy, you know, a bit dodgy, like not very well regulated to actually, you know, being a holistic full service where even brands now are, you know, thinking how to take more of that pie and actually not just thinking about it now, actively moving in. So um, they've seen that potential. I think brands and, you know, if they don't know now, they, mm -hmm. <laughs> I feel sorry for them, but the secondary market, pushes the first-hand market. It's a synergistic thing. It's like, obviously, without first-hand stuff, you don't have second-hand stuff or pre-owned yes. stuff, Okay. right? But then if you don't have, if you look at the main brands, which are uh, Richard Mille, um, mm -hmm. Rolex, uh, Paddock, mm -hmm. a lot of the models that are the most sought after, which is also key to brand building, mm -hmm. I think, uh, and AP as well in there, mm -hmm. um, you know, it are because the secondary market prices are high, mm -hmm. right? Once you take that, you know, just it's very, very basic level. Once you take the fact that this guy is spending money on first-hand place and doesn't really lose money, mm -hmm. yeah, then it's kind of like a non-brainer. That's totally. Then it just becomes literally, do I like the watch, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then it's just such an easy decision. I, I had a friend that I was speaking to recently. Uh, watch boxes offered him like a debithune mm -hmm. and then offered to buy it back. Oh, and he's okay. saying he, now he's talking to debithune and basically, okay, I'll buy it, but it, only if you guarantee that, uh, when you buy back, you buy it back at what I like mm -hmm. paid for it, 
Okay. Yeah, well, then it's like a non-brainer then because basically he's thinking, okay, if Watchbox can pump the price up next mm -hmm. year, I'm mm -hmm. going to make money, mm -hmm. right? If I if I if uh, I don't make money, at least someone's going to take my risk, yeah, mm -hmm. and pay me back what I paid for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like, so yeah, just from that kind of level. Uh, mm -hmm. And and in terms of everything else, I, I can't really think of any kind of product last year that really really. Mm -hmm caught my eye you know thought oh wow you know yeah. it was such a that's a new thing you know oh it, it, nothing and then maybe that's because we've been looking at watches for such a long time yeah now you know and we're facing it all the time long but there was nothing really that really excited me do you i mean think? the watches i've yeah. consistently said i wanted were yeah. you know roger smith red chap yeah. yeah. ap double balance yeah yeah uh that's never changed and they're not the latest things they're not the newest watches do you think that now you're working at Philips and you're like looking at watches in the secondary markets so often, right? Yeah. Are you ever going to walk into retail again just to for fun, just to be like, mm, I wonder what the space is. Okay. Like? So something as well, I noticed like from working at Philips, obviously you get a lot of data and a lot of insights. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like really firsthand because it is related to money. And so it's yeah. so, you know, cutthroat, yeah. but what we're finding is that, you know, collectors, they used to bundle, right? Yeah. We talk, we, we cited this podcast waiting list yeah. as a, as a yeah. tongue in cheek joke yeah. about it, right? Yeah. The people bundling and they're getting the watches they want, except they're not getting the watches they want now, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say, let's for example say, I'm not going to say a specific brand. Let's say yeah. I pump a lot of money down in a brand. Why don't you right? say and Hublot? Because we will, they will never come to us anyways. Well, it'd be unrealistic if I said Hublot. That's the thing. <laughs> okay. So I pump a lot of money in a brand. And my I and the brand knows I'm pumping a lot of money. I know I'm pumping a lot of money. Yeah. And the only reason I do that is because I want to know that when there are watches I actually want, you give them to me. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Except right now, brands can't guarantee that they can give you every piece that you want. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's say I go to a brand. I want th this brand releases X amount, let's say five watches a year that I like. Mm -hmm. Right. They can maybe get me one or two pieces. Right. Mm -hmm. And I won't be allocated the next three. Yeah. Right. So there's, they're separating those watches amongst every VIP. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, suddenly I think, do you know what? Right. I'd rather just buy the premium on the gray market then. Mm hmm. Right, because yeah. I'll do the maths and I realize yeah. that I'm spending this much money, but I'm not getting the pieces I want. Right. And the other things, I don't know when I can get it. Yeah. You don't know. Right. When. Yeah. And I think at the beginning of when this bundling thing was a thing, everybody was like quick to hop on it and think, oh, you know what? I'm a mm -hmm. baller because I can bundle. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I bundle to get my pieces. It was a like a, a status thing almost yeah. yeah and now it's like two to three years later after this bit thing has become accepted it's like people are getting tired of it now and think mm -hmm. do you know what i'm not like it might have been a status but i'm actually a bit dumb now because i'm yeah. you know, i'm spending so much money pumping this mm -hmm. money down and i'm not even getting the pieces i want yeah and i'm getting treated like crap yeah 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 like yeah. do you know what i'll just i'll just like buy off the secondary market yeah and if you if you look at you know phillips we had like 50th anniversary Royal Oaks. I know. I right? Some of the some of the some of the rarest pieces mm -hmm. on earth, right? Yeah. 
uh, what does that say? You know, no, I mean, what is the brand doing? Mm -hmm. Like, are they, you know, why, why are they even, you know, turning up? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. it just shows to me that collectors are maybe tired of that kind of game. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I certainly almost feel that, yeah, I would maybe just buy off the premium because it's so, let's say as well. Yeah. I pump all this money down at a brand, mm -hmm. even the pieces I don't want. Right. Mm -hmm. But I can't even get rid of those pieces. <laughs> I can't even sell them to get my money back. Yeah. I know. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, well, if I buy on the secondary market, at least I can do whatever I want with the piece. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a, like, as you think, like you're, you're in the stocks, right? Mm. Okay. Even though it's like second you buy at a price, doesn't mean it won't go up or go down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It may still, still move. Yeah. Right. Based on market demand. But at least I don't have the restriction of a brand telling me what I can and cannot do. It's a lot more flexible. Yeah. But I think in today's life, everybody wants that extra flexibility. So again, I, I, I mean, you can conclude it's still not very pleasant. The overall and like the environment. You, you've been trying to get a blooming like Rolex Wimbledon for how long yeah. now? It's only a Wimbledon. Uh, I tell what you, did they show you the other day a day just. Well, they, <laughs> they said, "Well, this day just." <laughs> gosh i almost feel like i think if i were to if i were to be very sensitive and illogical right i'm like okay you're insulting me because we already spoke about this face to face where i told you like it's not that i told you i want this it's like i told you the reasons why i don't want the all those female ones in rolex i told you like i don't want these weird designs on the dial and then you told me the person told me i i understand i studied your whole instagram i really understand which direction you're going and it's like thank you so much that you actually took out this time to do it right and then you're like hey what's up this is the one that you don't want <laughs> it's like so you're kind of like I don't know. Are you just um, um, buying time to be like, hey, sorry, it's still not here. But what about this one? <laughs> so yeah. at this point, and I also told this person, by the way, I checked the secondary market. The markup is not that high. I'm more than happy to just buy it. But if I do buy it on the secondary market, am I in line for the other things that I want? Then I just prolong when I pick up my watch kind of thing. And then I said, I'm, I'm really like, I want to experience this very differently. I want to really say, build a relationship with Rolex in Hong Kong, something that many years later, I can be like, whoa, I'm still friends with this guy. And he yeah. has been servicing me since I don't know when, you know, so definitely I'm really sure it's not coming this year. And then I sent you the chat, right? So it's like, obviously I wrote like, right? Yeah. And then it's like, okay, but Cartier crash. <laughs> 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 and then he didn't reply so <laughs> let's see um okay mm, i guess I another thing yeah. as well on yeah. this market is that yeah. the market is is, is 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 moving slow it's slow right now it's slow yeah it's really yeah. slow uh, and what we're finding is like um there was you know a year ago two years ago where the market was really hot mm. uh you know it it attracted a lot of 
more speculative uh, collectors yeah. or like uh, watch enthusiasts that were attracted by the the prices. I mean, basically two years ago, you could buy something and you don't even have to worry. It was just going to go up, right? Yeah. Uh, and just as quickly as those kind of collectors have come in, they've also exited pretty quickly because, mm-hmm. um, you know, they need liquidity. Mm. And that has meant that I think the market is a, a buyer's market right now. There's a lot of good stuff out there. Mm-hmm. And I think if people have the money, you know, mm-hmm. they can really pick up some really good stuff. Uh, as also comes at a time where global economy is, isn't is great. Uh, crypto mm-hmm. is like really, really bad. Uh, the Ukraine war is still happening. China, you know, this year mm-hmm. didn't really open up. And uh, people have been trying to get cash, which means mm-hmm. anybody really putting their watches out, they're just great deals to be had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's been some collectors asking me, is this worth it? You know, I just think, forget looking at whether you're going to lose 5k yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah right now is a buyer's market this year mm-hmm. and next year i think it's going to be a buyer's market yeah 2024 yeah. i can't predict that yet but mm-hmm. so just forget about that like just buy it if you like it buy it yeah mm-hmm. okay um i want to move on to speaking about our podcast what were some of the yep. highlights like it can be messages that someone sent yeah, 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 or something sure. yeah. who we had on that you really enjoyed. And what do you hope will happen in the coming year? Like, who do you want to interview? Yeah. Okay. Well, I remember uh, my favorite podcast probably right now yeah. is the one with Silas for many reasons. Yeah. I mean, I hadn't seen you for a long time. We recorded oh, yeah. that together in your hotel yeah. room. And- yeah. That was the first time I saw you for like the first time we recorded with Silas. The first time I saw you for I don't know, I can't remember okay, how many yeah. how many months, eight yeah. months or something. And uh, we had a cigar afterwards, and it was just a really great podcast as well. I enjoyed yeah. Silas's company and his conversation and and what he said that day, and just really really enjoyed that one. Yeah, I, I've listened to that one the most since actually. Okay. Just okay. I've always put it in the background. I just really like that one. Yeah. Uh, in terms of another experience is um, basically, uh, yeah, I got offered a watch, yeah. right? A watch that I have wanted mm-hmm. uh, for a long time. Mm-hmm. And a collector, you know, it, it's a very difficult watch to find. And he listens to the podcast and he messaged and he said, you know, maybe he could help me out with that. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to him and basically it transpires that, you know, this collector has that specific watch in his collection. And he'd be more than happy to arrange for me to potentially own it one day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, wow, you know, and, th- and this collector doesn't need to sell, right? But he, the way he put it was, it, I'm not selling this watch, but if I do, it will be to you. Hey, collector, right. do you have a Wimbledon? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I thought that that was an amazing, I mean, whether or not I get the watch, yeah, that was an amazing human thing to do, like yeah. personal thing. And it was just, I'm just very even 
yeah, very gobsmacked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that you know could transpire like that. I've never met the individual personally. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't wait to do so. Mm -hmm. um, but it, yeah, it's quite. It fills you with warmth, you know, in, in trust in human nature, you know, like that, that something, something like that can happen. Yeah. Okay. I can't uh, pinpoint like an exact episode, right? Right. I think we had a lot of really good ones. Um, but I think I just like if I could capture a moment, it would be like some of the episodes that we did with just you, me and Jack, because I think people can't ever understand like the in-between moments like say you're in <laughs> and then we edit it out right but the moments yeah. we laugh until like we just can't stop laughing and we can't even like open our eyes from laughing yeah painful yeah your yeah. stomach's in pain yeah. Yeah. yeah and those were really like highlights yeah and i think the idea that you keep thinking in the back of your head like okay when are we ever gonna meet in real life and yeah having some kind of like yeah like you're hopeful, but then you're also like not sure when that kind of feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so going back to some of my earlier. Oh, yeah. So back to like self-reflecting a bit. Right. So if yeah. you could go back to the start of the year, what would you tell yeah. yourself? One thing you would have told yourself. Uh. Hmm. Maybe two things. Get ready for the ride. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh. But also probably like. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like everything works out mm -hmm. as it's supposed to work out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. Okay. I guess it's probably a good a good thing to have in life anyway. Mm -hmm. Just don't worry. Mm -hmm. Things that have a way of just working out okay and yeah okay we both turned a year older uh do you feel older or younger with age i feel older you really definitely do. older i feel older because i feel wiser okay but do you feel more like jaded with life no Okay. I just feel that life is more colorful now, if anything, the opposite. Yeah. I feel mm -hmm. so optimistic about next year. Um, I think I'm well placed. Uh, I don't get me wrong. I think there's mm -hmm. going to be a lot of challenges. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That I can already see. Mm -hmm. um, but like what you asked me, what would I say to myself is just don't worry. You mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. I, I feel like well supported. I feel I know myself better. Um, I just don't worry. I probably would definitely worry less about what people think. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. um, before I used to say it. Oh, I don't want. I don't care what people think. Actually, you do. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Actually, if you really ask yourself, you kind of still do. Yeah. But now I'm like, yeah, no, just really, really, I don't know, dead set focused on working on myself. I guess. Okay. Uh, yeah, definitely. I feel optimistic and I feel that, yeah, this year, next year is going to be colorful. Okay. The la the next two sessions, uh, I mean, sections are more about... <laughs> sessions. Yeah, this right. is a session, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry. This isn't like a fucking psych yeah. session, isn't it? 
the next two sections are about our friendship. Okay. So okay. Um, everyone that listens to the pod knows, like, obviously we're good friends. Um, yeah. And as the year wraps up, I feel like we should get to know each other a little bit better. Right. So really? these are random questions to learn okay. more about each other. Okay. So okay. we can take turns answering this. You can go first. All right. First one is what would you do if you found a dead body? Jesus, really? Yeah, no, see, that's the thing. I just want to know your reaction. Like, what would you do? Just what do you mean? In the hospital, though, as you know, in no, the it mall, could be like in an, in an alley or something. It doesn't really matter the location. <clears throat> I probably freeze. I probably yeah. think, am I in danger? Yeah. Right. And yeah. then I'd probably like have to call the police. <laughs> like isn't that what most people would do i mean all right like, but my mindset would be like totally like like that yeah because i'd be thinking is this guy murdered yeah or whatever killed him is it going to kill me yeah so that's the a... first thing i think of like okay. security safety self-preservation right. right and then my next thing would be Shit, I hope I'm not blamed for this shit. See, <laughs> Better this call the is, police. Yeah, see, that's why we're so different. See, you right. are like, oh, am I in danger? And then we call the police, right? I'm more like, okay, uh, by the way, this person didn't die a natural death. So <laughs> he's like bleeding somewhere, okay? So, or like someone suffocated him with something. So my my first instinct is, okay, I'm safe because that killer has already gotten it out of his system. He already killed one person. He's already got so, it out of his system. Yeah, Have so you not heard not, of serial killers? Yeah, so he's not going to kill me. So obviously I'm, I look around and I'm like, okay, I'm safe. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, it's a dead person. So let me like, you know, Chinese people, it's like after you go to the... Um, like after what is it called like samu after you go to the graveyard you have to go yeah. somewhere busy like a cafe or like a mall or something with lots of people so i would definitely go somewhere busy and then after that oh like that's it <laughs> maybe book a therapy so you would never like, you wouldn't call the police no because i don't want to be implicated yeah but what if you were seen on like cctv and then you just left the scene and you know isn't that a bit but is it a, is it law like is it a, a thing where you have to tell the police that you saw a dead body no i don't think it has to be law but i would think like you'd be more implicated if you didn't call the police okay that i don't know so if anyone's a lawyer yeah, it looks like you're trying to hide it mm. right okay I, i've learned something about you which is don't die yeah. when you're around <laughs> yeah that's right Okay, next one. Yeah. You get a full scholarship to study at the world's worst university. Yeah. Yeah. So, what happens? Are you going to take it? Do you? No. Go? No. Why not? Well, <clears throat> I think how the education system is set up anyway, yeah, doesn't necessarily guarantee success in life, which is kind of like part of the reason why you would go to university and if it's at the worst university it doesn't matter even if you got a scholarship or didn't get a scholarship yeah you wouldn't necessarily want to study there unless it was your only choice mm, right to, right. for an education right okay. um and that's what you really wanted all right i guess okay. if it was your only option yeah. yeah then you take it right yeah but if you're asking i mean that's never been the option with me right yeah so I would never do that. 
All right, then same then. <laughs> okay. Right. Third one. You found out that your mom was sleeping with your friend. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you not? What, really? What's the question? That's the question. Like, what would you do? Oh, what would I do? Like, I found that because she told me or what? I don't know. Like, you caught them or something. Uh, I guess I wouldn't be that bothered, actually. <laughs> God. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be that bothered. Okay, so you're not going to even be like, Mom, what are you doing? Well, I guess it'd be more like, Mom, don't ask me to fix anything. Because my mom, you know, right now when she calls me, is about to yeah. do something. It's to do this, do that, you know, yeah. like sort this out for me. And it's like, oh, please don't give me something extra that I need to sort out. Yeah. Okay. I can't. So next question. <laughs> right. Okay. You were given 1 million USD. Yeah. So what would you do? I'd give you a call and I'd say, yeah. long, long. What do I do yeah. with this one million USD? How how do I invest it? Mm. How do I, how do I make more money? That's what I'd ask. All right. Okay. That's smart. Okay. <laughs> that's smart. That's smart. So what would you yeah. what would you do actually, Long? With if if that was the case, and I said to you, Long, I've got this money. All right. What would you tell me to do with it right now? I my first my first answer would be not to rush. That's the main thing. Okay. Because I think right. a lot of the people that suddenly get a bunch of money, the things, um, they usually lose it like within a year. So it's like putting in place a plan, and the the plan can. Is be that something you see actually? Just people mm -hmm. rushing and they. No, but uh, no, I've I've seen this. I mean, I read a lot of stuff about how um, they studied cases in the U.S. People who win lotteries and whatever. And they okay. always start off with the best intentions. I want to buy a house. Da, 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 da. And then a year later, they've lost all the money. Because I think if you don't have a very clear plan, and the plan is so specific up to the point, that's like, do not lend money to X, Y, and Z. That kind of clear, right? Then you kind of like move away from the plan. So I would say take a long time to decide how you what you want to do with the money. But I, I mean, obviously at this point, we don't need to say like, don't just put it in the bank, right? Like everyone knows this. So yeah, I think having a very clear plan first. So where would you put it then? Where would I put it? Um, I think I would buy, buy something, buy property. But right. uh, yeah, but I definitely would be very clear how much money i'm willing to like quote unquote like lose uh, it can be from bad investments or lending it out to somebody like if i generally lend money to someone i in my head it's like it's not coming back if it yeah, comes back too. it's a bonus yeah. yeah so i'll think about all this stuff yeah and then okay. and then probably map maybe plan my life a little different because I can't really think of like many places to put it right now. You know what I mean? Mm, under the bed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> what is there to like really, it's going to give you significant yield right now. It's like, I mean. I, I hope no one messages mm, us and says like, hey, you guys should look into. Advice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
that was the last question. So now that we have gotten to know each other a little bit better, especially about the dead yeah. body part, right? Yeah. Um, now it's more like a quiz to see whether I'm just going to ask you a bunch of questions and okay. you answer, I answer, and then we reveal whether it's right or wrong. But the key point okay. here is you have to be very honest and you can't change it. All right. Answer. Chill out. Okay. okay. First question is, who would I invite to a fantasy dinner party? But because this is really hard, you can name like three people and any single person you get right. It counts as one point. How do you determine if I'm right or not? No, I would I would tell you, like, I'm not going to lie. In my head, I have people in my head that I don't mind coming to this dinner so party. Three fantasy people, did you say? Yeah. So they could be dead then, basically. Uh, no, I don't. I don't want to <laughs> dine with anyone that's passed away. Okay, so real people. Who would I? Yeah. Who would I dine with? No, you're not supposed to tell me. You're supposed to guess oh. who I would invite oh. to the party. <clears throat> and is it like, uh, like a? It, it's not like a specific. Like after you dine, you're dead. You know that's no, 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 no. It's like me currently right now. Who would you ask? Okay, Oprah. Okay. Two more. Uh, Oprah. Um. Uh, you, I think you wouldn't mind a specific kind of guy, like a kind of guy that you really into. But I can't think of a guy you're really into right now. Uh, like not Brad Pitt. It would be. So, I don't know. Uh, maybe like a, a Tom Cruise because you recently watched Top Gun or something. <laughs> uh, so a, a guy that you're really into. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, uh, and honestly, I can't think of the third person. Okay. Okay. Then I'll guess you first then. Okay. I think... Um... JC Beaver might be one of them. It has to be somebody that is like in the watch industry that you just want to like pick their brain. So I would say him. Okay. Um, Ronaldo. I don't know why you would want to eat dinner with him. And um, obviously not your mom. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those two, those two. Okay. Um, Am I right? I would say, yeah. I'd say, yeah, watch industry person. I don't think it'd be Jean Claude Beaver, but yeah. it's something yeah. in the watch industry. Yeah. Okay. And then the second person would be, uh, like, I wouldn't, it wouldn't, I'm not sure it would be first on my thing, yeah. but I wouldn't definitely wouldn't mind having like a dinner with, uh, I think more appropriately right now is Messi. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it wouldn't be Ronaldo, it'd be, it'd be Messi. Um, yeah okay anyways for me, person, like oprah obviously um but definitely like obama okay like which one what do barack you mean? or michelle oh, oh, oh. barack or oh, michelle is fine as well but basically if i were to have a dinner date with a guy that i want to actually eat and sit down for hours with it definitely has to be someone where i can like pick his brains Okay. So even if it was Brad Pitt, I would actually think, oh, I don't know what to ask you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Where can you always find me? 
you can always find you I think probably once a week at Bertie's uh, Okay. or smoking a cigar somewhere yeah uh, Okay. Correct. Correct. and uh, Yes. the tennis court Yeah. All correct. Okay. Where can I always find you? Um, in your uh, home office, and <laughs> and walking um o oh, to school. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Except Okay. school hasn't been a thing right now because of COVID. Yeah. 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 Okay. Third question. When did we first meet? Like, what, where? Like, what was the context? How did we meet? Oh, that's easy. Yeah, but just in The case first we, time we ever we, met. yeah, just in case we remembered it differently. We met at, um, oh, I hope I'm fucking right now. We met at this place called Ace Bar. And Yeah. uh, it was in Shanghai. And you were with Fiona and uh, with this other dude. Yeah. And um, you had uh, reached out to a fellow watch collector who Yeah. had injured his knee at the time and therefore couldn't be able to see you. And he advised you to go and meet me and uh, my friend Kelvin. And you met me on the one day and then you met Kelvin the next day. Yeah. Yeah. And we were smoking shisha. Yeah. And uh, I guess I was very different back then. Yeah. Yeah, very different. But that was a good chat. Yeah. Um Yeah. Okay, next question. Did you think we would be friends for this long? I didn't think, well, well, hang on. When are you asking the question? Like, as Like, in from, when I first met you or yeah, what? yeah. When I first met you, I didn't think we were going to be friends any full Yeah, stop. me too. I didn't think we were going to be friends, period. I was like, okay, Yeah, done, touch base, I didn't okay, think you were. yeah. I didn't think you were bad or anything. Yeah. No, But I I was just just thought, like, you're fucking boring. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, yeah, but I, definitely I just, uh, not. I thought it was uh, a regular collector. Me, we had a good Yeah. chat. I remember your your feet were getting bitten by mosquitoes. Like, Oh, God. Yeah. yeah, you were you were constantly Yeah, scratching. like scratching your legs. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I remember that. I would say, <laughs> no, actually, it took a while, right? mm. I remember, I remember like, um, so that was the first time I met you, and then you went back to wherever you came from. <laughs> I think Yeah. it was Hong Kong, Okay, right? gee, thanks. <laughs> yeah. And then the second time I met you was in <laughs> uh, uh, Shanghai Watch Festival, yeah, right? that was the second time, yeah. And the thing is, is like, I spoke to you on Instagram, but Yeah. it was very sporadic. Yeah, yeah. It was very like, oh, I'll talk to you, and then we'd, we'd end up talking, and then Yeah. it would be it, and then it maybe be like a month or three months or whatever, and there'd Yeah. be another message. Anyway, you came to Shanghai Watch Festival, and <clears throat> actually, one of the things I remember Yeah. very clearly is when you came into the Shanghai Watch Festival, you had this great smile on your face. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't remember, but I was happy because there was a breakfast buffet. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, in the hotel next to the place it was a Shangri La. Can't remember. I don't know which hotel you were staying in and The I remember one that's you were right wearing next to it, right next to the festival. you were wearing a skirt you were wearing this Yeah. Fendi top and you were wearing boots black boots Yeah. right and I remember you walking in and you were very very 
you looked very happy and you were smiling and uh, and yeah, I just remember that image and then yeah like yeah we spent some time not much time actually wait but and then, can, I, uh, can I just tell you this thing about this buffet I just wanted to tell you because the time that I went down to have breakfast I was like yes not gonna see anyone but like I can eat as much as I want not gonna see anyone and then I saw all the watch people were there a bunch of watch people and then i was like great i'm sitting by myself i'm gonna fill this whole table with food <laughs> and i was really embarrassed but that's what i remember yeah yeah and uh after that was i saw you in hong kong to say thank you and i was yeah. 45 minutes late yeah i basically uh, saw you for five minutes yeah yeah and then i felt bad about that so yeah. i again made another appointment to have coffee with you and then yeah, even then I didn't think we we're going to be like friends. For a, even when I left Hong Kong, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I was six months in Hong Kong because of COVID, right? And we yeah. got on really, really well. Yeah. You know, we spent a lot of time yeah. together, and but then it was like, you know, once you have that change and that shift, yeah. you think, yeah. is that it, yeah. right? But then I, I have to, you know, thank this podcast. I think without this podcast, maybe, yeah, it, it got us through it more like. Uh, difficult time not difficult time but uncertain times mm. i guess yeah. okay next question what's my favorite meal of the day can i answer yours because mine is obvious yeah breakfast obviously but yours is basically your one meal of the day <laughs> so <laughs> it's like not even a breakfast lunch or dinner it's just one sad meal of the day that so, is your favorite meal i i i Look, if anybody wants to take me out for me for meal, right? I'll just make you it very easy for you. Steak. Just take me to steak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just take me to steak, right? Like it's not I don't appreciate other food. I do, mm -hmm. but I just really like steak. And you just can't get it wrong unless you take me to like a really shit steak place and it'd be like, as long as there's meat, I'm happy. Um Yeah. Okay. Last but, uh, the main thing for me with food though mm -hmm. is that I have to be full. So if I sit and yeah. I eat, I have to afterwards feel full. I don't have to eat, as you know, because I eat one meal a day sometimes, right? Yeah. But if I eat one meal a day, I have to be full. If I eat anytime, I have to be full. Otherwise, I have to eat until I'm full, right? Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I hate the feeling of not being full. Okay. Yeah. Things that you think we both agree on it can be about anything but something that we both agree on uh i think uh yeah our position on grand seiko oh yes i forgot about that yeah yeah but there were yeah. a bunch of grand seiko people who are probably listening to this one that were really nice about it and they reached out and they we're happy well, that we did that episode. I actually found a person that recently got the Imperial VFA. No, I've seen so random. Who... Oh, oh, the so special random. one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, that special yeah. one, right? So yeah. what happened was, right? I was on Instagram yeah. and then it popped up on my discovery feed. Yeah, because yeah, you know the one with loads us. of like yeah. pictures, right? Yeah. IG is definitely listening, right? Yeah. But the thing was, right, that particular picture with the Imperial crest on it. I wondered, like, how did it know to show this? So I looked at the hashtags, and no hashtag in that picture said Imperial VFA. So I was like, mm. how did it know? 
And so it showed me up, right? And then I went, so I messaged the person. I was like, yeah. hey, will you take an offer? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it turns out that this collector found this piece from an antique UK antique dealer mm-hmm. of what uh, not even of watches just dealer and uh, this antique dealer had found it like in a car boot sale or something All right i was just like jeez man like okay. so i thought when am i going to get that kind of luck <laughs> you know? yeah well we don't know if it's. Really I felt sorry happened. for Gerald. I felt sorry for Gerald because you know, Gerald probably deserves it more than me, right? Gerald does yeah. one episode, yeah. gets me hooked on this beer with VFA, and it's like, but he's been waiting for years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This wraps up the Christmas episode, but I know, like, I wanted to write a message, like, on behalf of you and yeah, on behalf of you to like thank the listeners. And I thought, whatever, you should just do it yourself. So, what do you want to say to listeners? <laughs> really yeah. no really because i have my own section but you probably want well, to do your section first then okay i want to take this moment to thank everyone so obviously it's easy at the end of every episode like hey thank you for listening um but i cannot express because you guys don't actually know how big of a role and how big of a part of my life this podcast is and how happy i have been like recording and then like finding myself and growing and everything through this podcast so I'm just feeling really grateful. And all the times that people have reached out, maybe through tagging me or Dan on IG or messaging or just any like any form of support has been like, it just makes my day. Because like either if you guys send it to Dan, sometimes he crops it and he sends it to me. Um, It's just a very nice feeling. And it kind of makes you think you're just a tiny like dot, right? In this watch industry. But then it's just been fun and like very rewarding, I think. So, um, yeah, that's my message, Dan. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely want to thank every person that has listened. You know, even if it's been one episode, or uh, those people that have crazy listened to every single episode. Thank you so much for spending the time to do that. Um, it definitely is the reason why we still record um and and it has been tough like to find the motivation to to do this especially after you know taking the phillips job and it is takes a lot of time but i always think it's worth it when we receive like the odd message uh, from people who really not just put it on but they listen intently to everything that we said uh so thank you so much for that um i hope that you know this year coming you know is a great year for everybody uh from a personal space and also professionally and um this podcast has you know i guess it's been an outlet for me you know i i get to talk to my friends um and like lan lang said there's a lot of stuff that doesn't get aired but there's always you know, it, it wouldn't have been an opportunity for me to to express it to my friends, well, too long, long, I guess, if, um, you know, we wouldn't have a podcast that day. And I guess that's been extremely therapeutic and it's helped my relationship with uh, Long Long, um, which I'm grateful for. Um, yeah, so 
I guess, onwards and upwards for everybody. I definitely wish everybody, you know, the best of health for next year and to, to them and their families. And uh, yeah, very excited and optimistic. And I think you should carry that in, uh, you know, in your minds as well to all the listeners, that is. Um, right, Long Long has just exited. No, I have not. I went to press the button for a package. Okay. So that was a nice message. And Dan, I was listening. I <laughs> just ran to press the message. Okay. Everyone, Merry Christmas in advance. And of course, Happy New Year. Um, yeah, we have a lot of interesting guests lined up. I hope. Do we? <laughs> we do. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So see you guys on the next one. Bye. See you guys in the next one. Thanks again. As always, thank you for listening to the Waiting List Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, feel free to reach out to us at the Waiting List Podcast on Instagram or via our private accounts. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.